Episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, joined as always by the interrupter, Kyle Vesner. How's it going, anyways, Kyle? Been better. Kyle is very tired. Tired and broken. Tired and broken. <laughs> Got a broken foot. An Bro- ingrown toenail. Broken, broken heart. <laughs> God. What happened to you, Kyle? Just fell in love this weekend. Got and fucked it up. <laughs> I've never heard you sound more morose. Fucking fell in love with a lesbian. That's a good start. Uh, that's how they get you. Mm-hmm. Classic. Never fuck with a Sicilian <laughs> when death is on the line. I could have flipped her. You think so? Yeah. I don't think so. It's possible. I mean, it's possible. I think in modern times, mm-hmm. a lesbian is not like a hard label. I feel like it's a very fluid for people of our age and younger. It's more fluid, for sure. Like, I think back in the day, this is coming from complete ignorance. It's but if, 100%. Yeah, because if, if you, were if you gay, said you're you were gay. gay, it was a whole thing. Yeah. You were like estranging yourself from your family, right? Yeah. And now it's just like, you're weird. Changing teams whenever you feel like, based on how hot the person you want to bang Chicks is. have like no problem doing that. I it mean... Seems. Yeah, I can't speak for them. I mean, I was just about to say they make out for a, with each other at parties for attention from dudes, but then I just realized you and your buddy made out for attention from nobody. So <laughs> I guess it's not that hard to do either. Well, is she cool, Kyle? Tell me about her. Uh, she's dope, but here's the thing. It's over, and that's okay. Here's the, I'm I'm great in the setting of a bar, right? Yeah. Because but as soon as I stand up and went outside, it went south. <laughs> Nothing really happened. I was probably just almost, I was almost blackout drunk. That's the, a very dangerous place to be. Yeah. I mean, blackout's the dangerous place to be. But there's that, there's that like, I don't know, that sweet spot of like really drunk, but not too drunk. That is, that's where all the magic happens. For sure. In my world, at least. And I was past that. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is reflection is when you get outside the bar, you can see me standing up and I'm probably not, I'm probably swaying a little. Yeah. Probably looking through you a little bit. Yeah. You yeah. get the shark eyes. I get the shark eyes. Cool. And I was just like, I was, Lifeless eyes. I was so just like fucking smitten with these chicks that I was just like, I we just, I just want to hang. <laughs> these, these chicks, Kyle. So pathetic, dude. Yeah. They're twins. It's a long story. <laughs> okay. They're identical twins. I've heard it like five times. Yeah, I don't need to tell you. <laughs> here's 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 the cliff notes. I met some identical twins. The one that was into me is straight. I chose her black lipstick, identical dyke sister. I picked wrong. I bobbed and weaved. Picked the wrong way. You know what can you do? <laughs> That's... It's neither here nor there. Uh, what's the famous line though? You had a fucking great line. Oh, I don't remember the stories I tell twice. That's why I can't tell stories on stage because I don't do them. Yeah, I forget all like the tags. Some great line, like uh, I said, I said I was trying to pick up a lesbian, but somehow I was gayer. Something, something like, like that. Or your sister always gets the chicks that you hit on, or something like that. It was, oh, from my joke. Yeah, something like that. No, the, the thing is, this is true. When yeah. me and when me and when she came out, Jesse, I'd go to the bar with her and stuff. Yeah, and uh, we have. Well, we'd be with her friends or just the bar that had some lesbians at it, essentially, yeah. because there's no lesbian bars. But I, <laughs> I kept on falling for, like, dykes. <laughs> so I'd be like, me and my sister, the joke is me and my sister have the same taste in women, which is true. 
And I was like, but the thing is, for her, it's perfectly normal. But for me, I'm into dykes. I found out I'm into dykes, <laughs> which is a problem. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Hurricane Wesley's been in town for like a week now, and holy shit, it was. I mean, did I t- did we talk about going to Costco? On yeah, this? we talked about it. Probably on the last podcast that we lost. Okay, well, I'm telling that story again because my dad is a psycho. We went to Costco on a Saturday, and it was busy as shit at Costco. And we're, by the way, we have all day. He's on vacation. He has nothing to do. But he has a date in his, or a time in his mind when he's supposed to be by the pool. So he is running through the lanes. He's just like... He's like, I got to be at the pool by 4 p.m. I don't or, know what his sense of urgency is, but he's like, you know, like speed walking down the aisles of like super busy trying to turn sideways, which is actually not like thinner. It's like a perfect sphere. Okay. And he's like grabbing stuff. He's like, he's just shoving shit in the cart because he wants to get in, get out. Is yeah, that what you're saying? I'm, that's what I'm saying. But it's like disconcerting like people are getting out of the way like this guy is late for something but he's not it's just like it's a regular day he's bouldering through everybody <laughs> yes he went direct he went into the bakery of costco so he, there's fresh buns with today's date on them on the shelf and he's like these aren't fresh he pokes his finger in a few of in the bags and goes uh, these aren't fresh enough goes into the bakery asks for the freshest buns I'm- i will i will get a, a dozen of the freshest buns yeah. Your establishment. I'm walking as far away as I can to, to not be like associated with him. We get, I mean, he gets the like butcher out to find out which the best steaks are. He's just a crazy man. And the best steaks, <laughs> probably the most expensive ones, would be considered the best. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's just crazy. I'm a ribeye guy myself. He went. So we get. We finally get in the line. There's. It's Costco. You know, giant like lines down the aisles, and we're just moving along. The lines are moving fast. There's 20 tills open, but it's we're far back. It looks worse than it is usually at Costco. They're getting you in and getting you out for the amount of shit you're buying. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, he's like. We get close enough to the front where he gets to now pick a lane, and this is like, he's very... Is he impulse buying at the candy? Because you know they put the candy right by the... My dad does not eat candy. My mom eats candy a lot, but my dad does not eat candy. It's good. And so he finds his what, what he believes to be the shortest lane or the least ingredients in the people's carts in front of us, and he's like mm. waving me over like two hands like he's trying to get rescued from a deserted and he's island. he's in like the middle of this. Yeah. And you're nowhere near him. Oh, I'm on the edge. I'm staying in the first lane. That's I'm just staying in that lane. I got the grocery cart. I actually have his card. So I'm like, I'm staying in this lane. There's no way I'm moving. He wants me to weave through. Like ten lanes of people bumper to bumper shopping carts with a full shopping cart. Excuse me, pardon me. Excuse me, pardon me. Yeah, fuck that. I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing that. It. I will. I will move lanes once I get to the front. If it gets more open, I'll shift. Yeah. I'm not asking anyone to part the seas for me to come through, dude. Wesley gets the seas parted for him. I figure wherever he goes, just biblically, people move out of the way. Yeah, I, I think it's because he walks with that sense of urgency. Like it's, he does. Yeah, yeah. And so he's it's authoritative. Wa- too. He's waving me across. And the people behind me go, are you guys late for something? I'm like, nope, just a Saturday, just grocery shopping. They're like, he seems very urgent, but he's very friendly. That was the quote unquote from the people behind us. That's nice. And then, so it, yeah, he's like waving me over. He's saying, he's giving me the number two with his fingers. Like there's only two carts in front of us. I'm like, what? Like I just waited and he was just like. How many carts are in front of you? Four? four yeah who cares but they're full of groceries yeah uh, it was it was an extra five ten minutes but we got out the point is he was mad for like two seconds he never stays mad but he was like in that moment raging and he was like 
get in this shorter line? And I was just like, is I, he yelling at that you across the? No, he's yelling with his fingers, like he's waving his arms over oh. his head, like he's trying to get rescued by an airplane, like and he, yeah, giving me like the number two and the pointing at the floor, like right now, and like giving me the tap the wrist watch thing. Oh, he's giving you every uh... <laughs> like hurried the fuck up moves. By the way, every sign language signal that doesn't, yeah. I was just thinking about the tap the Ritz watch, wrist watch thing. That's probably going to die with us. I mean, I guess there's still watches. I think there's things that last and we don't know why we do them. Like roll down the window. No one has a fucking roll thing anymore. Yeah, but what are you going to do? You're going <laughs> to pretend to press a button? I'm just wondering how much longer past. I don't know. I think last. the roll down the window is dead. I think people just point down now. Yeah. So, so the wristwatch thing, that's going to die within... I don't think wristwatches will die. They've become jewelry, right? I, I mean the sign language for like her, time. I don't have the time. Have you seen... Do you know Luke? Luke who? He comes around comedy. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, got a, he's got a wristwatch tattoo. That's hilarious. A fake one. <laughs> <laughs> so if people ask what time it is, he just looks at it and makes up a number every single time. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love troll tattoos. I got, we got to get, I mean, I'm going to get Leviticus 1928 someday. I'm going to, it's, do not cut yourselves or tattoo your body like the pagans. I am the Lord. Yeah. We have, to, I will get, I do not want to get a tattoo. Yeah. I am against getting tattoos, but under the right circumstances, I would get that one. Get an upside down cross somewhere. I don't want that. I need, it, that's too fucking morose and trying to be cool. It's very edgy. For me. It, it's too trying to be cool. Tattoos you have do, become so You are so a gay. host of the Bible Beater podcast. So. I, the line is funnier. Yeah. Getting the line, the quote. I wouldn't get the verse. I would get, well, I would get just the, the numbers. The numbers of I mean. the verse. Yeah. Not, and then people, of course, will ask you. And then, oh, are you, and it's like, I don't know. That's one of my favorite things when I see a Christian guy covered in tattoos. I go, do you read your Bible? You, and they don't. What, what is their excuse for that? Oh, always, God wouldn't mind. I always say, yeah. They always go, well, they're, I mean, the same excuse you always get, different time, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of people have Christian tattoos for the glory of God. They get tattoos. It's like, you know, my friend, had this giant cross on his shoulder, yeah. very religious. Probably never read the Bible. Uh, yeah, I probably not actually. I mean, most people, when I they say, they're, it, I think he's read a, like the, the cool stuff. Even when you're reading it, honestly, I've read the entire thing through twice. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm reading it out loud to you, I notice so much. You just, your eyes glaze over when it's, you know, Ahab walked over here and said to this guy, come out of that blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's like when you're reading a book and it gets boring to you, you start thinking of something else and you went two pages, but instead of going back, it's the Bible. So you're like, fuck it. I'm, yeah. just, gonna, <laughs> I'm just not going to read it again. That wasn't relevant. <laughs> no. To my salvation. The fact that people, if people literally believe this is the, the book you should guide your life on, they don't have any fear towards it. You should have plenty of fear. They you fear should have fear that you're misinterpreting it. You should have fear that you miss something. You should have fear that you're not following the rules properly. The they should. But everyone just goes, Jesus was nice and he made everything good, right? They should, and you're right. But a lot of people get to, I mean, most people take the shortcut of what the pastor says or what. Isn't that not having respect for the book itself? Well, there's verses about, you know, pastors having, you know, spiritual authority and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they do. It's they really do in the Bible. easy to just defer responsibility to this other guy. Well, my pastor said this. He's an expert. I'll just 
say what do what he said mm-hmm. and of course even the pastors that go reach bible i'd like we just talked about like i do understand that but i feel like people don't fear this book yeah. at all well it's it's a book like how well, do you they should fear it if your life if your eternal soul's at stake if you misinterpret this fucking thing shouldn't shouldn't you be terrified shouldn't you be covered in hair telling everyone <laughs> to go fuck themselves like really though I mean, yeah, Kyle. But- if I believe this, if I truly believe it, and some people do act like this, they read the Bible every day trying to find the meaning in it. Yeah. I would do, I would be reading it every fucking day. If it was truly eternal salvation for my soul, I would be so fucking scared. Okay. We've read about 580 pages now. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to take it seriously once you've started to read it. You're like, I, this really doesn't seem relevant to my soul. What Gilead and Hazel and Isaiah king of it. But Israel- it is. <laughs> <laughs> By virtue of being a book written with the God's direction, it is. So even though you think that's my point is, yeah. if I obviously I'll obviously I think this is stupid. Yeah. But if I truly was a believer, I would be terrified because I'd be like, why is this relevant? Well, it's not. Why are all these rules in here that no one seems to obey? <laughs> no one seems to be scared about any of them. They just go, that was old rules. Well, when did they stop being old rules? Because I thought when God Jesus, when Jesus created came. everything forever. I thought he had a map of all our lives. If he knows what's going to happen, See, then you should probably listen to the rules because he knew it was going to happen 2,000 years later. So then those rules still apply. You, you, uh, you're you, right. You're completely right. And he would have gave me new rules. Wouldn't he have given me new rules if he, well, he did. wanted so, me to change the I, rules? I've kind of screwed you over by teaching you the bible backwards most backwards well this is the chronological order in which it is written yeah and you mean it's how they would do it now in sunday school yeah in sunday school they're going to tell you about jesus they're going to tell you about he how how he died and came to life Mm -hmm. then they're going to get you going through the first like the books of the apostles and that that's where all most christians just spend all their time in this part and i'm holding up the bible now and about that's all well and good. This this much is relevant to Christians. The rest <clears throat> of it is kind That's of it, eh? needless backstory. Yeah, I'm holding up about 300 pages out of 2,000 pages. Here's the thing. I could understand that and I could take that as relevant until you tell me that they're all one person. Because as soon as you go, guess what? Yeah. It's all the same person? Well, then the whole thing matters. Yeah, and and what the, yeah, that's the probably... One of the, I don't know, that's the crux of Christianity. That Jesus needs to be God for the sacrifice to work. And in order for Jesus to be God, he has to fulfill the prophecies that God said he would do in the per- first half. And in the first half, it's a bunch of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. So the, the first half matters only to prove that Jesus was the guy because he fulfilled the prophecies in the first half. We're, already, we're also ignoring a little the fact that there's plenty of people that believe just the first book. Yeah, but that's, I don't think, I I shouldn't speak. Jews, my grandmother. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I was about to say, but I don't really know what they think, so I don't want to speak for them, but I'm has they kind of just have this as like, this is our tradition and this is our group and we kind of follow these rules, but I don't think their souls are depending on it. Like, I think they My think grandmother they, reads it like that. Really? Uh-huh. I think, I don't think the Jews believe in like hell and heaven. I think they just think that they're going to be, you know, quote unquote, one with God, but whatever the fuck that means. I think that's probably right. But. Well, they think that they're the chosen people, like the true, like the really devout, like religiously Jewish people. 
specifically in like major cities have segregated themselves off from the rest of society. Do they, they know anything about genetics? Like how tainted their chosen people blood must be. Even back in the day, they're marrying, intermarrying with the Edomites. Well, they have and the that Canaanite. weird rule that if your mom was a Jew, you're a Jew, regardless yeah. of how thin your ethnicity is. It's just weird. Yeah, and like they're acting like no one's ever cheated in their history either. There's some plenty of uh, what's it called Gentile blood. Yeah, in those veins. Like I don't understand. Yeah, I guess it's such a weird. They obviously they must not believe in like the genetic component. No, they don't. They don't believe. They they would have to not believe it matters. It's probably a spiritual component. They believe it genetically, and they're very as far as genetically uh, segregated people go. They're very insular and insulated. Yeah. Like they have whole areas of big cities where no one else goes. They have their own cops in New York. Yeah, that's actually and they've had that for a long time. A long time and they they marry within their groups and all that shit. And like they're probably ethnically more Jewish than anything out of their own original country is ethnically anything. Like not doing it within your own country is kind of almost impossible and they did it what happens if the world actually makes it another few hundred years or thousand mm-hmm. years and everyone's beige do they how long do you well, think that's this not sh- gonna happen i don't believe that how long happen. do you think this shit could perpetuate for how long could they keep doing that no i mean how long uh, yeah sure that yeah how long can they keep doing that longer than 300 years okay but as the world becomes infinite like way more connected i don't believe that's gonna happen by the way what do you mean that everyone's gonna be beige Okay, well, that's maybe throw that away. I'm just how long can you keep an insulated community? I don't know. The problem with that is you make a lot of enemies too doing it. Yeah, and if you go, this is just for me in a place where every that you agree that it's for everybody, but you then you buy up all the stuff and go actually don't come in here, and then you have police enforcing that and literally bullying people out of their neighborhoods, which happens because they're fucking assholes. I mean, if you've chosen to separate yourself from society, you're probably kind of a cunt. <laughs> and like, look, that's a small percentage of people. Even even the, I think the Jews, yeah. Jewish population is actually those devout separating themselves. But they do all the things of the Bible. They have those little tricks they do to trick God. But besides that, they got the <laughs> hair, right? They got the outfits, their, their wives. No one sees their hair. They get their hair. They, I wonder. They have how, a fake wig because no one can see their true hair except for their husband. They tuck it under there. That's so weird. And God, so they follow a bunch of the weird ass rules that they don't wear certain fabrics and yeah, shit. Yeah. They don't eat the shellfish. They don't do any of that. I'm sure they break a bunch of rules, but they follow more than almost anybody. So I feel like they are scared of this book, but no one else seems to give a shit. If you took a Jew from, let's say, just after the time of Jesus, let's say 100 AD, mm-hmm. and compared them to now, do you think they would look similar? No, or do you th- I think the new ones are a cartoon bastardization of what <laughs> they actually meant. I wonder. It's also very interesting to speculate because of the no idols, no false idols law. Mm-hmm. There's no carvings or paintings or anything of what they used to look like there's no way they could possibly look like that back in the day there's no way because we have like busts of like you know caesar and uh you know different pharaohs like, or like I, I don't think their wives were shaping their head back then you know what i mean no they were I covering it with cloth yeah and now they're shaving their head and wearing wigs fake hair someone else's hair <laughs> like what a stupid trick that is <laughs> no one should see their hair and you go actually it's not her hair <laughs> It's some dude in India's hair that he shaved off in a religious ceremony. So, technically, no one's seen her hair. 
God, are you happy? Are you happy? Are we cool? Is this fine? I technically, technically I did all your rules. Oh my God. Do you know, uh, there's like, that's a huge industry in India, getting people to religiously shave off their head in certain ceremonies in like temples. And they take that hair and sell them to people in North America because it's the best hair for making wigs and shaping them and dyeing and everything. Are you talking about like people that have grown their hair out very, very yes. long, like Sikhs and stuff? There's like a thing over there in some parts of it. I think a lot of part of it. It's a whole industry. That's where all the hair comes from. And they shave it off in religious ceremony. And it's the best hair. Wow. I didn't know that. They shave it off in religious ceremony, though. They're not paying them. Yeah. Right? They're tricking them. Well, I think they were already shaving it off. I mean, actually, I don't know anything about it, so I shouldn't say anything. Actually, I don't know either, but I... Th- I think they were. I think that they it was getting shaved off, and then some guy was like, "You know where I can make a quick buck? We're that, just throwing I, all this hair away." That'd be a good. Idea. I hope that's true. But what I think is true is they, is that they convinced them in certain temples to make a sacrifice. Of okay, something. well then let's yeah. start a new part of Christianity mm-hmm. where it's important to only have one lung, one kidney. And I don't know, one ball, anything you got two of, two eyeballs, and we start donating those organs. Don't think it would last. (laughs) There's a lot of half cadavers walking around. (laughs) I guess that's a bigger commitment than your hair. Yeah, it grows back. A lung doesn't grow back. I mean, why not? God, God, these bodies suck. Lungs, everything should grow back. They're pretty good. You want a new liver already? I'm going to probably need one. Dude, the liver, if you just don't, like absolutely murder it it can come back the liver is like the best organ on my your friend body. had a shirt to set to li- the liver is evil and it must be punished <laughs> that's pretty funny all right sh- uh, do you remember what we read last week or last episode kyle i'm gonna say no we're re-recording um so the weirdest fucking corrupt date i've ever seen i don't even understand it and here we are some people would choose that choose to believe that that's a sign from god that uh, all right well I'm, our I'm choosing to believe that <laughs> And then I'm choosing to believe we're spitting in the face of God and doing it again. <laughs> uh, like, if that's God and that's the best he's got, that's pathetic. I'm more powerful than God by that definition because I'm just going to do it again. That's pretty great. But people do, man, inevitably, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but inevitably bad things will happen to me or you mm-hmm. or both of us. And when those bad things happen, there's going to be. Did you not be- hear about me getting my heart broken already? <laughs> Yeah. That was God. See, yeah, exactly. So then they'll be like, well, I shouldn't have done that podcast. That's what they get. You know, God's punishing them. And if you w- look at the whole world through that fucking fucked up frame of mind, you just see like people you don't like. Anytime bad things happen, all of a sudden it's God. And they do this for individuals, collectives, and like entire nations. Like mm-hmm. there's nations that are having a real tough go and they're like, shouldn't have been not, <laughs> shouldn't have been Islamic. Sorry. Yeah, should have been worshiping uh, cows out in the desert, should you? <laughs> There's obviously one God, and he doesn't like that. We would help you, but God said or God said to help you, but he's also the one putting the famine on, so I don't know if I'm going to... I really like that they think that God gave them one of the shittiest parts of the planet, just organically the shittiest. To believe that we're the chosen people and then have actual knowledge of the world around you now... <laughs> Places where the weather is always good, you know, and there's unlimited food. There's like some 
There was like some untouched islands at some point where you could just... I don't think it was always very shitty. It is a hot desert, but I think it used to be a much more fertile... It was better. For the region, it was good. Regionally, it was the best place. Yeah. Egypt is actually the breadbasket of the entire world. That's where God was actually giving people... like Egypt was the probably... Ah. But once we migrated from there, yeah. whatever, people did a lot better in other places. Oh, yeah. Once you know what we, I mean? Yeah, and we figured out... There's way more food in other places. And, and all yeah. that shit. Yeah. It's just some places had unlimited food. For the amount of people there were, there's unlimited food, effectively. You couldn't you That's, couldn't kill the amount of deer, buffalo, or fish with the tools they had and the population that existed. Yeah, that's true. So that was unlimited. They didn't even have to work for it. They did nothing. Could you imagine like a buffalo run where you're just like, it's easier to kill like 10,000 buffalo than it is to kill one. We're just going to hurt them off a run cliff. Run them off a cliff. And then we'll eat as much. We'll gorge ourselves for months. Dry as much shit as they we can They dry get. it all out. Yeah. Then they use the bones as tools. <laughs> that's wild to me. Like it's way easier to kill a thousand. It's than- embarrassing how easy it is to kill those stupid things. <laughs> is it? With spears or like with... Well, they just chased them off a cliff. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Not all animals will run off a cliff, but a bunch of them will. They're like blind as fuck, right? I don't know. Have you seen that clip of the wolves chasing buffalo through the snow? And they're like kind of caning on this one buffalo. And he just fucking trucks the buffalo in front of him. Just full on demolish, runs him over. And then the wolves devour that buffalo. Just, yeah. Well, it looks like it's you, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Not today. Okay, so last week on the podcast, I think we read about um, a couple kings. So Hazel murdered Ben-Hadad. Elisha was sad. He was weeping in the palace because he knew that Hazel was going to do bad things to Israel. Then Jehoram became king of Judah. He was bad, but God protected him because of David's sake. David, but yeah, that whole thing. And then Edom rebelled, and he wasn't strong enough to put down the Edomite rebellion because God didn't help him. Enough. He yeah. helped him a little, but only because of David. And that's the only... He's got one paragraph, and then it says, As for the other events, are they not written in the annals of the book of Judah? Are they? Uh, uh, well, we don't have that. So it Why would not? be a nice... Because God saw it fit for it not to come down to his through history to us. So they're like, oh, by the way, all of this stuff is pretty cool. But for the first time in the Bible, we're not going to repeat ourselves. Well, th- this is this actually happened many times already. Like I know. as for the other events, but yeah, you're right. It's like yeah, we're not going to repeat ourselves. We've learned our lesson. <laughs> we had a couple stories there yeah. that were just two different perspectives, almost the exact same story. So you know what? This one's already written down. <laughs> yeah. Little cliff note: See Judah. Yeah, check that other book out. And where is it, God? We don't have it. Where is Thus, Judah? It wasn't important. Fair enough. And then there was Isaiah, king of Judah. He, Basically the exact same shit. He was related to Ahab. Uh, he did some bad stuff. He went to war against Hazel from the last chapter. Um, he was wounded. And then he went back to Israel. He doesn't say if he dies or not, but he went back to Israel. And so th- that's where we are in the story. Okay? So we're at Second Kings chapter 9. Who went back to Israel? At the end Ahaziah. Of and that's the newest of- king? Yeah, so remember... That lost to the Edomites. Uh, no, that was um, Jer- Jehoram. Okay. Jehoram was the king of... Reigned in Jerusalem. And he he's was, a descendant of David? Yeah, he was the king of Israel. No, where is he for the king of? When Jehoshaphat was king of Judah. Yeah, so he's the king of Israel. So Jehoram is in Israel in the south, and this Ahaziah guy is king of Judah in the north. 
Jerum is having trouble with the Edomites. They're rebelling, and he's not able to quash them. At the same time, Ahaziah is going to war against the even further northern kingdom, Aram, modern-day Syria, and he gets wounded and has to go back to Judah. So both of the places are not having a good time. Okay. Second Kings chapter nine. <clears throat> it's hard to keep track when it, there's it, like when the two sects of the Jews that really like each is. other sometimes when they gang up and then the other times fighting. Yeah, it's it's very complicated. One's um, Israel, one's Judah. Yeah, I I don't know if I mentioned this because we've lost a couple podcasts. But if you're fo- trying to follow along, you got your phone. You can search um, the genealogy of the kings of Israel and Judah, and there's a r- really handy chart that shows when they're on the same time and not, and who's who begats who. It is funny that one bloodline just sneaks over into the other one at some point, and then everything is descended. They completely cut off their bloodline. It's on the on the chart. Yeah, on the chart, and then it. Well, because what happens is Babylon, I, th- I think it, how it ends is Babylon comes and says, okay, enough of you petty kinglet squabbling. I'm the king of kings, Xerxes, or whichever one it was. Maybe Darius. I think it was Darius. and uh, Or it could have even been Cyrus. I think it was Cyrus. The only other person other than Christ to be called the Messiah in the Bible. Really? Yeah. In the Bible? Yeah, they, 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 they were like, Cyrus is pretty good shit. Huh. Does he have like a bunch of ideas that got written down, passed down, or is it just he was... Um, not in the Bible, so, but I, yeah. I just mean in history. Oh, yeah. He's very like famous. In, in other religious texts, I mean, do people worship his words like Jesus? I can't... I don't know that. But I do know that... Like a prophet, at least. He was like the greatest conqueror of all time up until Alexander the Great. He was the fucking... Like, he what goes if, down in the Hall of Fame. What conquerors. if Alexander the Great wasn't that good, but he just named himself that? So in history, they'd be like, oh, he must have been great. Well, Alexander the Great's army was that good because they fucking stomp shit all the way from Greece to the middle of India, never losing a battle, beating out astronomical odds. Uh, So the prophet Elisha summoned a man from the company of prophets and said to him, tuck in your cloak into your belt, take this flask of oil with you and go to Ramoth Gilead. Guy's wearing a fucking, does his cloak have belt loops? (laughs) I can't can't do the bit again. I'm sorry. I can't, but it is stupid. We might as well talk about it. It was funny the first time. Hey, you guys like these podcasts where we go, ah, it was a pretty funny bit. Everyone hates them. I, I shouldn't have even done it. I, I knew it would trigger you. It does trigger me. <laughs> Tuck in your cloak into your belt. Take this flask of oil with you when you go to Ramoth Gilead. So is he wearing pants? <laughs> or is he just naked under there, there with a belt? Yeah. I, I mean... I imagine Doesn't have loops. I think that he probably wears some sort of a wrap, like a like a ginch wrap, like what you imagine. I don't know, like those cartoons of people on deserted islands where they wrap their like, not like a Native American butt flap, but more like a wrap, like where you take one cloth, like a you, turban for your dick, yeah, like a dick, dick turban. <laughs> turban. <laughs> and I think they put that on, and then they put over like a kind of like a poncho. With sleeves, so they got their sleeves. So he's like, tuck this poncho into your dick turban. <laughs> Come on, this is a fancy dinner. No, that would go over the dick turban. What's what is he tucking it into? And then the belt goes over top, and so you tuck your the you know your your tunic into your belt. So, so sometimes you walk around beltless. The problem with the tuck implies that the belt is already on, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're right. So he's just wearing a you know how like girls wear a dress, 
And if they're kind of fat, they get those like not fat, but if they're like a little belly on them, they get those gigantic belts that they just put around their waist and go like, no one could tell. I <laughs> like picture Spanks? like or like ever seen those? Oh, Girls like be wearing a dress would be like a giant just all above their waist. Like they won the fucking WWE. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah with huge belt. Buckles and then they tighten it up a little bit, you know, a couple of cinchmen. Yeah, cinchmen. It's like a new school girdle. So I'm imagining him just rocking one of those under his cloak, and someone's like, "Are you seriously?" <laughs> Just fucking doing that right now. Tuck that shit in. <laughs> this is a respected establishment. You will tuck your tunic. Yeah, <clears throat> tunic is like a long shirt, like at the poncho, like I just described. Okay, so but they said cloak or something, right? Tuck your cloak yeah. into your belt. Oh, so maybe. Okay, so you got your tunic, and then your cloak is like a blanket, like a like a cape with a hood. Yeah, and so it's like tuck that shit into your belt. That's like get into running mode. Yeah, this is about to get serious. Shit's about to go down. Like is that you, what you're saying? Like, hurry the fuck up. Because you got your cloak. Normally, your cloak's just kind of flowing. Just flapping in the wind. I get it. So you want to keep... This will keep you more aerodynamic. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? You're about to rush. Shit's about to go down. Something's about to happen. Yeah, hurry up. You might have to sprint. I think we actually divined the meaning from that. Because I think that's actually what it means. The first time, we did not get that. No, but that's why you got to read your Bible read, over, read and over, over and over and over. <clears throat> um, when you get there... Look for Jehu, son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi. Go to him, get him away from his companions, and take him to an inner room. Then take this... What do you think is going to happen in there, Kyle? You already know. <laughs> take, take the flask and... Uh, I think he's going to lube up his beautiful bald head with oil <laughs> and rub it all over him. Uh, man, let the record state that I said, what do you think is going to happen when they get in the inner room? And Kyle's like, they're going to lube each other up and fuck each other. And I was like, actually, yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty fucking close so they take him away from his companions take him into an inner room then take this flask and pour oil on his head and declare this is what the lord says i anoint you king over israel then open the door and run don't delay that's thus the cloak is tucked in mm -hmm. so what's happening here is elisha is sending his assistant why doesn't elisha go himself honestly that lazy prick because he's rich and powerful and doesn't have to i think that he's scared i think that because um i think elisha is currently in syria where the, who's at war with judah because remember last chapter he was out there hanging out in damascus no okay well as let's for the sake of what yes. this argument I don't he's, even, hanging, he's hanging out in Damascus. So what do you think? What are you saying? Elisha's up in Damascus, and he hears that the king of Israel's wounded, and he's like, now's the time for a coup. For sure. Well, that's he, what I think. Because he was just up in Damascus talking to Hazel and being like, you're going to kill the, the king who's sick, and you're going to become king and do bad shit to Israel. And he's about to mark this guy. Yeah. So he's like, I guess it's like a secret. This is like a secret coup. So, As opposed to what? A public open coup? I mean, I guess. I mean, there, there's. I guess there's the there's the open. Yeah, there's just like a show of force. You march in with a bunch of soldiers and be like. You kind of have to do that behind the scenes first, though. I guess. Yeah, you're totally right. So I anoint. You, so this is what the Lord says. I anoint you king over Israel. Then open the door and run. Don't delay. So the young man, the prophet, went to Ramoth Gilead. When he arrived, <coughs> he found. The army officers sitting together. I need a drink of water. You can have it. Just drink it. So the army officers sitting together. And he's they're Excuse all me. lubed up. And he's like, what's this for? <laughs> no, they're not lubed up yet. Oh, so okay. that's what he's that's his mission. 
He arrives. All right, they gave him one note. They gave me one note, tuck in my belt, and get ready to get lubed. (laughs) So he arrives. Everyone's kind of dinking around. You know, King's wounded. They're at war. He's there with all the officers. What's the the oil for? But to fuck some old hags? Some dried up old uh, bays? Huh? I have have a message for you, Commander. He said, for which of us? Asked Jehu. For you, Commander, he replied. This is the... The general of the army. Jehu is the commander of all the army officers. Yeah. yeah. And that's the kind of dialogue that God needed us to know. I have a message for you. For which one of us? For you, commander. For who? <laughs> Jay what? Jehu got up and went into the house. Then the prophet poured oil on Jehu's head and declared, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I anoint you king over the Lord's people Israel. You are to destroy the house of Ahab, your master, and I will avenge the blood of my servants and prophets and the blood of all the Lord's servants said by shed by Jezebel. It's convenient that God chooses the general of the army as his chosen person to to deliver this God message from God. It is convenient. And not the random... How about just uh, a dude in the army? How about the poorest guy in the city? Really flex on him. The poorest slave. Really give it a go. To In this case, you're right. He chooses the commander. But there is other cases in the Bible. David was the lowliest son of a shepherd and the last of the shepherds. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I got a little, little... I have a little less credibility in my mind for... Uh, for this coup. That for what's that, his name? Uh, Jehu. J- that, not that, Jehu. The, Elisha. The Elisha. Than I would if Elijah was doing it. Yeah, Eli- they, Elijah's a fucking weirdo. God picked that guy, the fucking weirdest guy, fireballs from the sky. And Elijah's like, here's the thing. God chose the one guy that could command essentially a military coup. The one guy that controls the entire armed forces. <laughs> it- that doesn't really sound like magic to me, does it? It really just sounds like a regular ass military coup that happens constantly to this day. I think you're totally right. It seems like a very human story, not a very God story. Yeah, here's the thing. God told me that uh, the person to delve this out is actually the next in line, his son. So kill your father. <laughs> you know, it's just the easiest ones. Here's a dagger. But God, you have to understand, Kyle, mm-hmm. without God's anointing, maybe he wouldn't have had the uh, wherewithal or the impetus to pull it off. He wouldn't. I don't know if he was always going to, but... Uh, jo- what the it, fuck is his name? The Elisha. prophet again? God damn it. I keep on wanting to say Josepheth. That's not even a thing. Elisha is obviously very smart. He's yeah. obviously tricking his way through everything. Hey, you know that guy that has all the powers? Yeah, well, I got him now, and they're twice as good. Really? Yeah, sure. <laughs> he did raise a kid from the dead. He did summon bears on people. Yeah. He, he did feed... We a- didn't know. We don't... No, like no one is around with the bear thing, though. He just did to a bunch of children. I guess. I guess he came across like a bunch of children eaten by bears. He'd be like, yeah, they called me bald. That's what that's the story I'm going with. It's a weird flex. I got to admit, but. Yeah, dude, I guess I, I. it seems like he's making good business decisions as far as coups go. Yeah. <clears throat> so you are to destroy the house of Ahab, your master, and I will avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the Lord's servants said by Jezebel. It's a call back to when Jezebel killed all the prophets. Um, the whole house of Ahab will perish. I will cut off from Ahab every last male in Israel, slave or free. I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, and like the house of Basha, son of Ahijah. 
Previous people God had endorsed, by the way, but now he's fully taking away all of his endorsement. Remember when I said those guys were my guys? They fucked up, and they're no longer my guys, mm-hmm. and their descendants will be cut off forever, because I'm fair. Do you think God ever accidentally, like someone just has like a figure they like? Like someone went on vacation back in, in Israel, like went to Damascus, came back with like a little, little, oh, yeah. little ceramic elephant, and just thought it looked good, not worshipping it, just thought it looks good on my counter. And then God goes, that looks like a thing. It looks like an idol to me. Well, God knows your heart. So, But there was the guy. Remember when they um, took the ark to all the different towns? Mm -hmm. And they they said, bring out all your false idols. We're destroying all the false idols. And one old guy who was sick like kept his idol because he thought he was going to get better. And then they were like, look. If you don't get better, you can cut off my head or something like that. I can't remember this story exactly, but they remember they get t- better. They took yeah, they took the last guy's old idol and he got better. So they, they saved him from himself. Maybe I mean double check that one. I I can't really or don't you know. <laughs> if I'm gonna pretend, still more accurate than church. <laughs> if I'm gonna pretend to be the guy, I should probably know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, whatever. So he's about to run. He's got, or he's about to get the oil. Yeah. So I will make the house of Ahab like the son of. Blah, I really blah, blah. don't like knowing what's going to happen. It's really, really don't like it. As for Jezebel, dogs will devour her on the plot of ground at Jezebel. Oh yeah, she's still alive somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. though it's been four generations later. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, Ahab's descent. She's still alive, and it would be a sim- symbol of power to kill her. So she still has influence. Well, you know what's? Yeah, that's what's happened. She is the puppet master. She's the queen, the queen mother. Mm-hmm. She's like Cersei in Game of Thrones. Yeah, she's controlling that dude with blowjobs. Be like her son. Yeah, you want to get your dick sucked or not? <laughs> so as for yes, dogs will eat her. She's about to fucking just murder a ninety-year-old woman in the streets. Best case scenario, she's, she's like ninety. She's probably pretty old, but in, there's like paintings. Of, I saw a painting a pastor had in his house of dogs tearing apart Jezebel. And oh, the, yeah? This is the first time ever hearing of that. Her tit was out. I remember a dog biting her tit, and I was like, that is fucking crazy. And they're like, yeah, that's when, that's what happens if you go against God. And that's like a – it was a cool, like, I don't know, Renaissance-style painting. How, how come someone doesn't have uh, – I'm sure it's painted well, but how come someone doesn't have like – uh, paintings of like the children being murdered or that girl being killed by God after her dad comes back from the army. It's it's the same thing. It's I think the there, same message. I think there are paintings of like k- kill celebrating all the, that. Yeah, kill all the Amalekites, and there's like you know somebody smashing a baby on the wall. <clears throat> you know what? I'm sure there is. Because up until like a hundred years ago, that would have been perfectly normal and to celebrated say, okay, and yeah. celebrated. Like yeah, we defeat our enemies. God's on our side. Yeah. Was this baby our baby? No, smash. <laughs> When Jay, so then, then the guy, the guy that poured the oil on the. How would you kill a baby? Let's say you got to kill a baby. Oh. You're in war. You've already killed all the parents, so they're not going to make it. Just leave it. Just let it starve to death. I mean, I don't know. I or honestly, that's fucked up. It is so fucked up. Probably something real they quick. They did it like willy nilly, though. Probably real quick. Well, here's the, what I'm saying is because our friend Andrew Crum. Mm-hmm. He works at a pet store, and when he has to kill like a fish or something that's getting sick or old, he puts it in a bag and whacks it against the wall. That's real quick. <laughs> so, so, what you described is kind of doing that for a baby. So maybe they were uh, 
Maybe they're lenient in their terror I mean, of another place. I just listened to I'm so like I can't help myself. I just listened George to Carlin. a Dan Carlin podcast where he talked about them like killing babies, like spitting, they throw them up in the air and spitted them on bayonets. I'm sure they're having fun with it. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck is that? Um, I would probably. I think I like to think you that. Know what's I would weird just, though is that we're them. Mush them. Yeah, we're everyone. We grew up in a different society now, yeah. but we're them. Oh man, at twenty, that's crazy. At twenty, when I was playing rugby, I know you. We talk. You play hockey. Like yeah. we're fucking psychos. Yeah, I'm definitely. You point me in the wrong direction. Say they're evil. They're gods on. God hates them. They're evil. They're rapers, murderers, and like less than us. And we have to go kill them and take their stuff. If you fully believe that propaganda, probably. Yeah. We never had that, though. So I don't even... Like, in sports, it's different. Usually, you have respect for the other team. Like, you're saying rugby, you go for the bar after. It's no problem, right? Oh, Once yeah. the game's over. Oh, yeah. So it is wildly different. In hockey, you fight on the ice. You have a drink with a person. It's like not a... I'm saying adrenaline-fueled young men No, in we're a still pack. capable of it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But we're so far removed... Yeah, from I'm the just, thought of having to go fucking just truck a bunch of babies, and it's and there's like pure hatred there, like yeah. hatred of the enemy. Uh huh. So to to the point where you're having fun doing it, there has to be you have the, to hate them. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yes, they deserve this. I mean, and every almost every society could point to you know when they did this to us, mm-hmm. my father, they yeah. killed my dad, or they killed my uncle, or they killed my grandpa. It'd be like the watermelon story all over again, but with a baby. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought this was a raid. What would it be called? <laughs> yeah, I thought. I mean, I thought this was war. I don't. Oh, know. I'm sorry. I thought this was a war. Yeah. Oh. And there's obviously variants within the troops themselves. The most sadistic motherfuckers, the crazy yeah. like psycho soldiers, and the people are like, "Man, we shouldn't do that shit." That happens with war still. Yeah. They hide a lot of stuff from civilians. Oh yeah. And people don't get persecuted of the crimes they should. Because re- if you if you start doing that. I think you'd run out and you'd create like a less lethal army. But I, did I tell you the story about my neighbor coming over when we first moved in here? No, tell did me. Ever tell us on the podcast? I don't think so. I'm not going to say who it is or even his name, but he uh, comes over with these two giant greyhounds and we're having fun. We're And I'm like, I'm like making fun of him. He's hammered and he doesn't realize I'm making fun of him. Yeah. And only like Jordan realizes it. So he's just laughing. And I'm just poking this guy to get more information out because he starts i'm a i don't know if he's always like this but he was drunk mm-hmm. and he was just trying to one-up his own stories to try and look cool that's what the type of dude he was so he's like don't put that guy in front of kyle kyle's just like the ultimate kyle's the guy that he's not the guy that jumped like should, like should try to jump over the fire kyle's the guy that gets the guy to jump over the fire yeah dude <laughs> yeah, you think that's a good idea yeah it's, i think you could do it look i've seen you jump before dude yeah but uh, yeah, so he's just telling us like that he's affiliate. If you need any, if you ever need anything, call me. I know these guys. You know, all, he's doing all that shit. Yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah. So you're in. You're in this then. And I'm like, how deep? I'm like, get, get me into it if you want. You brought it up. So then we're getting into that shit. And then he starts saying he was at war. He went. He was in the army. Which war? Uh, fuck, I don't remember. Not a war, but he was over there in occupied country, like Afghanistan. Yeah, Iraq. Afghanistan, I think, or Iraq. One of those two in our recent history. And uh, it's really fucked up, this story, by the way. And so they're in a... I don't think he got dishonorably discharged either for this, literally. But this is a story he thinks is funny. Okay. Funny. Which means wild shit must be going on left and right. So he's in... He, they're in an armored car, 
driving through an occupied neighborhood, a neighborhood that they're occupying. And he has a grenade in his hand. And he's like, watch this. And everyone else, to their credit, according to him even, in the car was like, don't, 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 don't do that. He throws a grenade. Armed it. Armed it. Throws it out the window at this dude who then runs away. The grenade goes off and blows all the clothing off his body. And who knows what else, right? Jesus Christ. So he goes, he's telling the story like it's hilarious, by the way. And then he goes, I blew the pajamas off that packy, is the quote. And he's not in Pakistan. He's just so racist that he called Afghanistan or Syria packies. Yeah, that's... And he said, I blew the pajamas off. And he's looking at us like, isn't that funny? And we're like, no. (laughs) No, that's pretty fucked up. I mean, yeah, that's what it takes. What you like? That's what I mean. The disassociation, the us versus them. They're oh, not yeah. humans. It's funny. Still happens. Shockingly, and we're just protected from it. Probably in society. a pretty fucking good soldier. Is that like? I I don't know. No, that's what I'm saying. If it's correlated, but I think some of the of psychos are like the deadliest soldiers. Of course, it's yeah, correlated, right? Being able to not have empathy is probably pretty good when you're murdering people. Yeah, that's. I mean, is it murder and war? But yeah, that's, not having that, that killing been a people. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a murder. Yeah, that guy probably died. Yeah. It blew the clothes off him. Yeah, that's something up. happened. Yeah, and that I'm like, we're so like just before we we're like, yeah, we're not like that. We played sports. But we kind of have that mentality. I mean, there's people in war that are doing that shit right now. Well, and once you're exposed to that violence, guy, that guy would chuck babies across a room, probably, right? Yeah, once you're exposed to violence, let's say you're not that way, and then all of a sudden, five of your best friends are killed. Now it's fucking personal. It's no, but it's also lighted that thing in you that was sitting dormant. Yeah, that's why I can't take acid. <laughs> all right, back to the Bible here. Um, so. The guy pours the oil on him, says, you're going to become king of Israel. You're going to kill the whole house of Ahab. And then he turns around and runs. When Jehu went out, of his, went out to his fellow officers, one of them asked him, is everything all right? Why did this madman come to you? You know the man and the sort of things he, he says, Jehu replied. That's not true, they said. Tell us. So Jehu tries to play it off like, no big deal. He's just a guy. He's like dripping with oil, by the way. <laughs> just covered. <laughs> Mix of oil and sweat. What just. was all that about? Ah! So, so he goes up to the, back to his guys. Yeah. And they go, who the fuck are you talking to? Why are you covered in oil? They were like, yeah, who's that madman? What was that about? And he goes, you know the sort of guy he is and the type of things he says? Yeah, just telling me I am uh, next on the throne and I have to kill the guy that's currently occupying it. Just the huge. And Well, they say that's not true. Tell us. Then Jehu says, here is what they, he told me. This is what the Lord says. I anoint you king over Israel. How... This is not, this has got to be some sort of fucked up grammar. He says, this is what he told me. And then there's the, whatever that fucking. Okay, let me read it. So it says, that's not true. They said, tell us, Jehu said, this is what he told me. This is what the Lord says. I anoint you king over Israel. He says, this is what he told me. This is what the Lord said. So he quoted the guy that quoted the, when he quoted the Lord to him. But they got the fucking semicolon or whatever colon or whatever the fuck twice in one sentence what are those called i'm too dumb apostrophes no apostrophes like take the plate they're like kyle's instead of you know yeah fuck what are those (laughs) what are those stupid things called colon i think because there's a semicolon is a two dots over each other a colon semicolon has a comma and a dot over it so that's the two dots oh is that there yeah no that's different (laughs) 
That's when you put something in quotes. We're so fucking dumb. <laughs> we're uh, so dumb. It's, they, you know when you say something, for the listeners out there that don't know what we're talking about because we're fucking idiots, you know when you say something sarcastically and you do air quotes? Yeah. It's those things on paper. <laughs> That's the best I could come up with right now because I have no idea what it is. I have no fucking idea. They hurried and took their cloaks and spread them under him on the bare steps. Then they blew the trumpet and sh- trumpet and shouted, Jehu is king. Um, so they just immediately, they agreed with him and went, oh, the dude said it? Yeah. So now he's king? Yeah. Do you think the king was sitting in there going, wait, what? Um, wait, what the, wait, what the fuck just happened? I think the king's recovering from his wounds, but yeah, he's not, he's currently unaware that the whole army is turned on but him. They, but now they just announced it with trumpets. And he's like, that's a weird sound. Usually that's ceremoniously for me. This is kind of odd now Maybe. that they're playing the trumpet ceremony. Yeah, that would probably be a bad sign. That'd be you- a, that, the terror that would run through you being like, oh no, what? Something happened and I'm not out there. Because there was, there was royal like sound songs and announcement things yeah. and there's regular things. Here yeah. comes the king. He hears that and he's like, oh, what the? Some Monty Python like tr- butt trumpet things. You know what I'm talking about? No. In the opening credits for Monty Python, they have like trumpets, boop, 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 and it like pans out of the, you can see the trumpets. And they're in their ass? Yeah. It's, That's funny. It's so funny. Um, I think that brings us to the end of the reading this week, Kyle. Did you learn anything today? Yeah, I double learned it. I learned it first and I learned it again. And technically, yes, we did learn it because we figured out the cloak sitch. Yeah, we did. So we figured it out. So that's what we learned today. We learned. Um, Maybe it's possible we got an email. Do you think we got an email? No. No. That's that's truly a shame. Um, I wanted to make a Sweden announcement, but I'll be like halfway home from Sweden by the time this one comes out. Correct or what? Yeah. Okay. Well. Yes. I'm currently in Sweden. We'll probably do a fucking. You can make the announcements on the Patreon. Probably should just do that. Yeah. Maybe we can even. Yeah. That's housekeeping. All right. Thanks for listening, dipshits. Uh, we'll see you next time. Go to for all the links to the podcast. Yeah. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can subscribe on every podcast app. But all the links are right on the website to everything. The email, BibleBeatersAcanicComedy.ca. The link's there. The Instagram. Everything's there. One-stop shop. Patreon. Links to that. All in one spot.